Lefondre looking to get side of Fon. Lefondre away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's a slightly disappointing start to the season with a 3-2 defeat away at Stoke City. But to help me talk through it, I've been joined by Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. Afternoon, Paul. And I've also been joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. Hey, Paul. Good to be here. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, talking about defeat, but there were plenty of positive. But one thing that was absolutely massive about yesterday, Matt, was the return of fans into the grounds properly. Not 2,000 and 3,000, whatever we saw last season, and away matches. How was it actually watching the Mighty Rails again? Yes, it was it was brilliant. It was great to be back, be back amongst fans. As you can probably tell, my voice is still suffering a little bit from yesterday. It was just a great day. You know, the result wasn't what we wanted, but just having a Saturday back, you know, going to an away game, supporting Reading. And yeah, it, it, it was just an air of normality, which we've been craving for for so long, which was just so nice to have back. Yeah, I'm sure you back up all those thoughts there, Alex, on the adventure of going to an away game yesterday. And who would think that would ever be at the point of being excited of going to Stoke City away? Yeah, it's um, you don't get, don't really get excited about going to Stoke very often, and it's it's some of the some of the things that you miss about going to away games. You just don't obviously you wouldn't ever notice. Is like yesterday we we stopped at a service station and saw hundreds of fans of, of different clubs um, at a service station after the game, and um, you just. You don't really, you don't see that every day. Otherwise, do you? It's, it's just a, it's a, it's a nice, nice feeling to be back at football. And um, yeah, the atmosphere yesterday was uh, pretty, pretty top notch from the Reading end for the first forty-five minutes. Yeah, I think sometimes when you're going to football, isn't it? It's the match that gets in the way of a good day out, isn't it? And maybe yesterday, after on the way back, it was a bit of a longer journey if we'd managed to hold on to that two all. But in the starting lineup. We obviously saw multiple changes with Omar Richards having left the club and Michael Elise, as we all know. Ijaria was also out, which was not a good situation for us, which meant our left-hand side was very inexperienced. We had Bristow there playing a more advanced role than he normally would. We had McIntyre at left-back. And we also had Aziz starting his first match in the league, who I thought was excellent. But what are your thoughts there, Matt, when you saw the lineup? Um, uh, the starting lineup was well, it, barring a jar, it's pretty much all we've got really at the moment, isn't it? Realistically, you know, so the starting lineup was was okay. The bench only seeing five subs that was a worry, obviously, not really seeing much quality on the bench either. Um, but I mean. It was good. It, it was good to see. Obviously, um, uh, Aziz. He's been looking obviously good in preseason. Um, obviously, come on to it, but obviously did very well yesterday as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think the main thing was that it's, it's kind of highlighted what we thought before, where you get one injury in this team and it looks very very thin. You know, Ajari comes out, and we've now got a very botched left hand side. What do you think, Alex, George Puss is going to be feeling about the fact that Aziz has come straight into the team and he's not playing? Obviously, he was a big signing for us. Uh, It'd be interesting to see how he's thinking about that one. I guess uh, if if Pushkas is is concerned, I guess we we all know that his favoured position is going to be playing through the centre up front. And we did see him play a little bit out wide last season. Um, but I don't know if he really offers that much out wide. It, it 
it's difficult to see whether he'd really offer anything that Aziz couldn't. Um, and I feel like if you're then going to push Pushgas on to start the game and, and have Aziz on the bench, it's another kind of... Uh, you end up having even an even less experienced bench, which, uh, given the conversations around how thin the squad is and how we really need to kind of make that depth, you know, bring it, put some depth into the squad... Um, you at least want somebody on the bench who has got a little bit of experience, I think. And uh, to give Aziz credit, I don't really think that Pushkas could have done a better job yesterday out wide. Yeah, I thought Aziz was uh, excellent. Um, got a lot of pace, directness. He's a confident young player. Um, I think there's a lot of positives to take from him, Matt. Yeah, yeah, and no, absolutely. We like, um, like we've said, we saw glimpses in preseason. Really, of what he could do, he had a very good or pretty good game last week against Palace as well. Looked looked very confident playing in playing in the first eleven, really. Um, and I think hopefully um, that that game yesterday will give him a lot of confidence. You know, being I, I think it was his championship debut as well, or his first start anyway. Um, so hopefully that will give him give him quite a bit of confidence um, to really to really kick on from here. Because I think you know really we're going to need all the players we can get. And if we've got, you know, a good player coming out of the academy system like him, it, it could prove invaluable really for, for us going forwards. Yeah, uh, totally. Well, the start of the match was quite scrappy, wasn't it, Alex? There wasn't that much kind of opportunities for most team. Nick Powell had an early shot there for Stoke City, which was quite easily dealt with. Aziz had his shot, which I don't think he could have done much more. That was a good effort, but the goalie should probably save that. Um, did you feel that Stoke were about to score when they got their first goal there, Alex? Um, no, being honest, it didn't. The game felt fairly even. Um, we'd had one decent chance, which was well saved. They'd had a chance, um, but neither team really seemed on top particularly. Uh, the, I, I don't know who won the foul. I think it might have been Vrancic and Moore. Uh, Moore definitely has his arm over Vrancic, but Vrancic has both of his arms wrapped around Moore, which kind of forces Moore's arms up over the top of him for the free kick. And uh, there's I, there's definitely, I, I can't see how the referee's really given it as a yellow card. And even giving it as a foul against Liam Moore seemed a, not a good decision um, from, from where I was standing. I haven't seen a replay of the actual foul yet, but it didn't look like a great decision. Um, the free kick itself, the defending is not fantastic let's say um i think you can if you if you see the see it back and nick powell basically kind of ghosts in at the back post a little bit and there's there's actually two stoke players there and it looks a little bit like yeardom's lost his man on the back post um whether he's actually whether they're man marking whether they're zonal marking i've no idea um but it was all a bit too easy the ball's gone right across the goal and it's really a very very easy finish for Nick Powell at that point and and I don't Raphael can't do anything about it when Nick Powell's three yards out he absolutely loves scoring against us Nick Powell doesn't he he just seems reading sees reading and thinks yeah there's a goal coming here just players have these kind of teams and you look I'm talking about the free kick there I had the advantage of being able to see it and I think I'm not sure. I, it looked like one of those ones where they were both holding each other. And I definitely don't agree that it was a yellow card. I think Branchich has made the most of that, which most players would. We'd do exactly the same down the other end. But it's a good three kick in. But we should have defended better there. But we have a reply immediately. John Swift gets an equaliser. Um, 
really good finish from a tight angle there, Matt. Um, yeah, I'm quite actually glad I've, I've been able to see it back as well, because at the time I thought it was Lucas Schell scoring. I don't quite know how. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, it, it was, it, it was a lovely, lovely little finish out how he rounds the keeper and just sticks in, you know, from a yard from the byline, you know, but it, it's, it's what Swift can do. It, it was very opportunistic, you know, came from obviously a very poor back pass from, from Stoke, but I mean, it was just, the response we wanted you know away and went into absolute raptures as well we were losing our minds um and we, we, we had hope again to uh shortly be quashed afterwards <laughs> it, it is awful defending by Stoke. It is shocking. That, is, that has got to be said it's it, you know the ball bounces around in the area um but it just kind of in there. really good work from aziz to get in behind them initially that was <laughs> that was one thing um that aziz did quite a few times yesterday as he, he he did run in behind the wing back um and, and run like give that option in behind um and i was hoping that it would we'd see a little bit more of it um in the second half and it didn't really happen as much in the second half uh which was a shame but uh it would be good to see him play on the left i think as well at some point because if you play mcintyre one thing i noticed especially in the first half is mcintyre often was dropping deep and then playing a long ball over the top and getting, usually it would be Swift running into it from the number 10. And it would be great to see McIntyre put those over the top and for Aziz to be running onto them um, because you've, you've got somebody there with some, you know, natural, you know, willingness to, to want to take on a player. Yeah, uh, totally. We had a pretty, that was a pretty frantic spell that wasn't it? Three goals in three minutes there. And the third one, uh, frustratingly for us, was the second one for Stoke City from Jacob Brown. Now, Matt, this one takes a deflection. Raphael has this issue with shots from any kind of range. Um, do we think is being harsh on him or should he save it? Because I was a little bit harsh yesterday. I think maybe it's tougher than we realise. I don't know. What do you think? Um, no, to be honest, I think he's like the deflection is the most minimal deflection. It, it, it might veer half a foot away from where it would have been when it was with him. And he's got his, his, his legs are like a chasm underneath him. It's just like, I mean, it's, it's dreadful defending, like, I mean, or defending goalkeeping. I like, I, and it happens quite often with him. Like I mean, he's he has a problem with shots from range, but it's it's time after time after time. It's like I, it feels quite bad saying this on the very first podcast of the new season, but it's the same old, same old with Raphael. We've seen this twenty times last season. We've seen it ten times the season before, and nothing changes. I, I, now, so yesterday, I, I, I'm going to disagree with Matt. Um, I, yesterday, the game. The, I saw the deflection and I thought it looked minimal. I did. I I would have agreed with Matt if I hadn't watched it back. But watching it back, I, I think you you can definitely pin or apportion much more of the blame on on Liam Moore. Um, he doesn't close. He doesn't close the shot down um, from Brown, and it's. It, I feel like it's it's going much wider than it looks like, uh, or it's going much wider into the corner than uh, than where. The deflection takes it and i think you know raphael probably has it covered if it doesn't take the deflection i think it looks like a, a harsher deflection than it it comes across as um I, I yeah i don't think it's a great piece of defending by liam moore i don't think 
I think standing off Brown when he's, you know, 17, 18 yards from goal, doesn't, you're not achieving anything there. You've, you need to go down and, and close the ball down. It doesn't, you're basically stood in no man's land there at 10 yards from goal. And actually any kind of like, you know, as we saw, any kind of flick which comes off of you is either going to go out for a corner or you're going to deflect it towards your own goal. It's you're not, you're not really helping your goalkeeper by standing in between the shot and the goal like that. Um, so I think I would, I would apportion less blame to Raphael now than I would have done yesterday had we recorded this straight after the game. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll give Raphael a little bit of a pass, I think, on, on the second goal personally. Yeah, defensively as well, we did look pretty shaky throughout the whole match. That wasn't the first kind of opportunity. Stoke, even a better team would have really capitalised on that yesterday. Morrison, I thought, played okay, but I thought Fletcher really had a good game against him. Um, I don't know whether you noticed that at the game or anything, Matt, but these are kind of players that we have to depend on. And it's just a bit of a worry when you've got Tom McIntyre at left back. And I understand how this scenario has happened because it's all we've got. But we do need to sign someone, if at all possible, within the EFL budgets that they make up magically, depending on how they feel with their magic beans. But if we can get someone who's more established, it just makes it so much easier because we just look really, just didn't look right at all. And Bristow in that more advanced position, he just really didn't look good there at all. And I fell for him slightly because that's not his position, is it? It's not his position. Um, but my feeling at the game anyway, um, Bristow, he seemed okay going forwards. He seemed perfectly fine going forwards. But whenever the ball came back, he just seemed completely lost. And the and the the, the link between him and McIntyre was just non-existent. So many times McIntyre found himself, you know, almost hugging the, the centre-backs next to him. And there was just a chasm down, down our left-hand side, Stokes' right. Um, and there was so much... Um, space in between the two of them as well it was so easy for Stoke just to get down that side and get in and get around so much came came down that left hand side for them um against us yesterday so it's I mean if we can get well a left back is an absolute priority after seeing yesterday you know it, it was it was it was a feature through the whole game really just that left hand side um the centre backs as well didn't cover themselves in glory they weren't awful but um like say they they struggled really with Fletcher it was almost good when Fletcher came off but then obviously they they um bring on their sub and he scores but I mean yeah that that left hand side we we desperately desperately need need reinforcements I think you could see it yesterday as well we, we were trying to go to five at the back um when we when Stoke were attacking and, and Bristow was meant to drop into left wing back and, and McIntyre was kind of tucking in and, and coming in as this third centre-back and it, it didn't appear like they'd really trained this that much or they they knew kind of when one was going to move in and one was going to come deep. Um, it, it, they just didn't have the communication between them at all for, for to be able to, to run that kind of, I guess, it's not a complex system necessarily, um, but it, it, it requires a lot more communication than a standard formation, I guess. And um they didn't they just didn't manage it between themselves very well um it doesn't help that neither of them are playing in their favored position and I, ultimately that's where stokes winner comes from is uh it is that lack of communication from from bristow and, and, and mcintyre i think 
Yeah, one thing that will help us if Oviajaria comes back on that left-hand side, it naturally balances it out. It's not going to solve all the problems at all, but it does make a big difference. Bristow is incredibly inexperienced in that position and playing at that level. So I don't think we should all be judging him on that. I think it'd be very unfair on that. No, I wouldn't judge him on yesterday's game whatsoever. It, you know, if you've got a game, a game when you're thrown in the, for your championship, maybe debut, second game, I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but um, you're throwing him into a position which is definitely not where he would play if he was playing in his favoured position. Um, playing ahead of a, a player who's not playing in his favoured position, it's you know, it's a recipe for for things to go wrong, isn't it? Doesn't That's breed confidence. <laughs> No, there's no natural flow there. So we go into halftime, we're 2-1 down. We're thinking, are we going to get back into that? It looked like it because attacking-wise, we looked pretty decent. And, uh, you know, even without his goal, I thought John Swift was very impressive on his return. His new short haircut, I'm a big fan of that. I think that we're going now the more kind of industrial. I've got, I've got, to, John I've got to say, Jesse Pinkman lookalike, right? With the short hair, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, it could be. If I had any idea who you were talking about, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure everybody out there will get it. Yeah, just me being a thousand years old that doesn't get that one. But I do think that we kind of like a lot of positives there, but he came off later, which we kind of hope was cramp. But if he's fit, it's really going to help us throughout the season. But we go into the second half, kind of doing okay. It's a Kind of cut and thrust opening day game, isn't it? Going end to end a little bit. Both teams looking a little bit tired. But we get our goal back on the 60th minute from Liam Moore. Now, his goals are quite rare, so we should treasure that moment. But another good delivery from the person I was just talking about, John Swift there, Alex. Um, decent set piece. Yeah, the set pieces in the second half were much better than the, the set pieces in the first half. I've got to say, there was a lot of... Um aiming towards the near post and, and hitting the first man in the first half. So it was good to see us um, produce something from a set piece, which, you know, Liam Moore, great run from him into the box for the goal. Um, fantastic delivery from Swift. He's, you know, aimed it towards uh, kind of, well, towards the penalty spot, I guess. And um, Liam Moore's kind of run from deep very, very late on. And uh, no one's picked him up from the Stoke, Stoke side at all. And, it's a very good header, I think. Uh, give Liam Moore a lot of credit. The keeper's got no chance of getting there once he's got his head on it. And uh, the um, you know the equaliser was, I think it was probably deserved. We hadn't created an, a load of chances, but for the first 15 to 20 minutes of that second half, we were definitely on top of Stoke. And it felt like we were definitely the ones who were pushing the game at that point. So it 2-2 felt like a fair score line once we'd, uh, once we'd got there. Yeah, kind of slightly ironic though, Matt, because that we scored from the set piece when Stoke had, I've watching it, looked all over us from set pieces. They had two at least very, very good chances when they should have scored, really. One in the first half, one just before we scored our equaliser. And yeah, maybe both teams can't defend. Maybe that was the issue. Maybe that's why it actually made it an entertaining match after all those years of Redden fans going to see nil-nils at Stoke. You finally got a good one. Yeah, um, and it was quite surprising as well because obviously last year we were pretty resolute defending set play set pieces as well, um, and pretty good at them offensively as well. Um, usually, you think if you're good at them, 
going forward, you should be good at defending because it's the same organisation. It's the same players that are going to be dominating the same players that are, you know, going e- either way. Um, but I mean, yesterday really struggled um, right right from the off with with defending the set set pieces. Um, but I mean, the header was just fantastic. It, it, it was an absolute pinpoint header from Moore. Like you say, never normally never normally chips in. I know it's one thing that he, he's always said that he wants to improve on his goal scoring, his, his attack, his, his attacking heading and stuff. Um, but I mean, it, it was quite ironic as well. Cause I think Swift, he, he, he was quite rusty on his, on his set piece delivery for quite a lot of the game as well. Um, a lot, a lot of them were just going straight into the first man. Um, weren't many actually vintage Swift deliveries really, but he puts, he puts that one right on the money. And I mean, Morgan of, more couldn't have wanted a better delivery and dispatches it pretty pretty well as well. So yeah, pivotal moment of a match was yet to come for us though, sadly. In the 77th minute, when John Swift goes off the pitch. Now, for me, Alex, we just kind of lost control of the match straight after that. He was the person who was knitting it all together. Yeah, um he was easily our best player, wasn't he, the whole game. And once once you take Swift off, it's very difficult to see us kind of controlling the game at all. Um, you know, Tete came on. I don't really have much to comment about Tete's performance. I don't really think he did anything badly or well. Um, but without Swift on the field, we really just didn't, we couldn't hold the ball particularly and move it forwards. We, we might've got hold of the ball at the back, but we, we weren't able to really progress the ball forwards at all. And, um, it, it kind of just, it killed a stone dead in terms of trying to, trying to actually attack and, and win the game. Um, yeah, at the time it looked like a really weird substitution. Um, it, not one you, it's it it can't be one you'd make unless Swift has got some kind of like you know cramp or injury concern. It's just not wouldn't make any sense. Um, and it's unfortunate that you know we're, we're what five years into John Swift now, and he's he's not able to finish a ninety-minute game. Um, but hey, if you're going to get eighty minutes out of him every week, then We'll take that over having over having him injured for the next uh, next three or four months. Yep, uh, I would definitely take that, John Swift. If we have enough of him this season, we'd be fine. As in staying up. Uh, I'm not saying anything towards the top of the table, but if he stays fit, we should be okay. Yeah, he man, Lucas Jow, despite his kind of not great performance. To, there, yeah, Lucas Jow was really <laughs> poor yesterday. Really, really poor. Um, there was. Uh, where from where I was stood in the away end, there was a lot of criticism of, of kind of just he didn't do he just didn't offer much. He did it was very kind of I hesitate to say lazy, but he didn't he just didn't appear to be doing anything particularly uh, for large portions of the game. When the ball came up to him, you know he was often found ten yards too deep when we were going forwards. Um, balls would come up for him to try and you know head it down for for our midfielders, and he wouldn't necessarily compete for them or he'd be trying to win a foul or something it, it, it was a frustrating performance to be honest watching watching Zhao yesterday and I, I can if he doesn't get goals this season I can see him getting a lot of stick from from Reading fans certainly yeah um yeah it wasn't great yesterday <laughs> there's no point pretending it Stoke then scored their third goal in the 85th minute it takes an absolutely huge deflection but the build-up to the goal, Matt, it really cut us open there. And the dummy, Vyvanchitz, oh, just 
he was upsetting me all day, Francis. He was just really, uh, <laughs> really was. He's just one of those players who's got ability, but also knows the shit housing that is required to win games as well. It's the brain as well. I mean, it's 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 one step over that just dumbfounds pretty much every Reading defender on the pitch. But I mean, um, we said it earlier. It, it was down Reading's left hand side that had been causing us problems all day. And again, the cross comes in. Um, great dummy, great dummy from Vrancic. It, it's a hideous deflection, absolutely hideous. I mean, if the if the first one was slight whatever you want to look at it the second is just i mean it's just so so unfortunate but i mean um i think i think it was morrison that let let um uh surridge go wasn't it um i think and he just finds himself in 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 space and gets a shot away and that's what happens when you have, have shots in the box you know they can go anywhere um we didn't really have the luck yesterday of where, where the balls ended up on the deflections but but yeah, you know, you just got to look at that left-hand side, I think, because it was just, it was just so poor, it was so open, and it was just so easy, really. That that was the main thing. It was just too easy for Stoke to get that. You could, you could see it when, I mean, uh, Bristow has he's pushed and he's pressed to try and win the ball back high up the field, and and once the pass comes from, it's comes from quite deep, just 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 outside the Reading half, um, and it, it basically just takes him straight out of the game. Um, but unfortunately. McIntyre's already tucked in, so you've you just ended up with a, a free man on the right-hand side um, before the goal, and it, it, McIntyre comes out leaving just acres of space because he's come out to try and stop the ball from coming in. He leaves acres of space behind him because we've been set up to play three centre-backs when, when Stoke attack, and obviously once, if Bristow is out of position, McIntyre is then out, pulled out of position as well, it, and it leaves Rancic able to to pull off that dummy um it's 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 a pretty well worked goal from stoke it's unfortunate that it's taken a deflection for us but um it, you know it's i think it's one of those one of those uh just unlucky incidents isn't it where it, the deflection just it takes it completely the wrong way from rafael and ends up in the goal rather than ends up going out for a corner yeah, definitely can't blame Raphael for that one <laughs> that's a certain he managed to save that one um wow he needs a new 10-year contract because uh, you'd have to be Superman to save that one. Um, Paunovic. Now, Paunovic, I think, is the right manager for Reading, and he should be our manager, but he's now got one win in 12 matches. Um, that's not a great record, however you dress it up. Um, I know towards the end of the season, last season, kind of knew that we weren't going to go up, so the motivation wasn't high. And I know there'll be some people listening thinking you should be motivated for every single game, and I understand that. But you also have to be realistic when you realise that you can't achieve your goal, and that is promotion. So it's just natural. They are humans. They don't quite work at the same level. But substitutions, I sometimes find baffling. And he did them last season, and he's doing them again this season. The reason we lost yesterday wasn't because of bringing off Femi Aziz and putting Tom Holmes up front. Now, that was a bit odd. But for me, if he put Josh Lauren a little bit deeper there in that second half, especially when we've lost, lost John Swift, you know, being substituted, I just think it would have made it a little bit harder for Stoke City. I understand he's thinking, I want to go for the win here, Alex. But I think his in-game management just worries me slightly um yeah it does i think his his pre uh his 
substitutions have always been a little bit concerning. Um, I, I don't really, I mean, I don't think there was much in the way of, you know, of, of not hope, but I don't think there was much in the way of like plan of, of throwing Tom Holmes on. We've got two minutes to go and we're three, two down. It's, it very much felt like a desperation kind of substitute where you, you've thrown your centre back up front to just try and hope that you win the ball somehow. Um, so I, I goal scoring I, machine, Tom Holmes. Well, yes, but I mean, I'm just not going to. I, I don't feel like I can criticise him too much because it's like no. he, he just doesn't have any other option. Once you know, it, I understand. Yes, you can leave Aziz on, or yes, you could throw Kamara on, but in reality we didn't have any control of the ball at this point anyway because of Swift coming off. So the game essentially had turned into us kicking it long and hoping for the best. Um, so I I'm, I don't think it was a good plan necessarily, but I do think it probably is the only realistic option we had uh, to try and even get any kind of chance at that point. Um, obviously, it didn't work. I don't think we actually created a chance after Holmes game on particularly. Um Stoke kind of sort the game out very easily. So it's, yeah, I think in, unless you, you know, unless we're going to be able to start naming other attacking players on the bench, then um, hope, well, or, or Swift and, you know, Swift and Zhao are able to finish 90 minutes. It's going to be very difficult, I guess, for us to see many kind of game-changing substitutions later on in games. Yeah. I think so. I think that's the issue, isn't it? Um, with Panovic, I think he's done a great job of bringing the club together. And the situation we're in, let's not forget, he hasn't been able to make a signing. He's been here for over a year now. The Ovia Jari one happened before he actually arrived. I mean, I'm sure he was happy with that. But <laughs> you, can't, you can't see many managers. I can't remember a Reading manager ever not being able to make a signing in a whole year of being there. That just seems such a difficult situation to be in. And constant with the FFP issues that we've got, will we get any signings? Nobody knows. But we have got two games coming up. We've got one against Swansea City in the League Cup when we can rotate our massive squad. And we've also got Preston North End in the league next week. And they obviously suffered a big home defeat against Hull City 4-1. So... I don't think they're going to be flying with confidence. That doesn't mean that they can't win. Obviously, we see that with uh, the championship and the magic that Reading FC can give to other teams. Let's remember that Stoke City hadn't won in 11 years on the first day of the season until yesterday. But how do you see both those games going, Matt? First of all, uh, the League Cup one. Um, I, Swansea, who knows? Um, I, I mean, I... Who, who are we even going to put out for that game? You know, I mean, we've got such a limited squad. You're almost probably looking at the same people we played, um, you know, yesterday, putting them out. You know, you might rotate Puskas in. Um, but I mean, past that, you've got such limited options unless you put out the, the under-23s, but that's probably most the under-18 team. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not a great situation at the moment. Um, I mean, at least they're going to be getting game time and game fitness, but... Who knows? You know, it's going to be nice to have a competitive game back at the Medeski. Obviously, it's one thing having friendlies back at the Medeski, but it'll be good to have, have the League Cup game there. Um, Collect car leasing stadium. The, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah yeah can't 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 miss that one out now <laughs> um <laughs> no but, um, i understand it's uh it's easy to do isn't it habit. <laughs> <laughs> um but then i mean the preston game uh, they're they're a very very poor team i think right now you know they're 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 very much like us at the moment um it's if we want to be picking up points early on you've got to be looking at Preston gamers as a chance to get points you know um it, it'd be a massive missed opportunity if you come away from that or come away from these first two games and with with zero zero points I think you know social media had a bit of a bit of a storm yesterday if you lose next week it's going to be even more of a meltdown I think but it's I think I think we can I think we can beat them um but it's it's going to be it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough one but we know that the season's going to be tough and long so yeah yeah, um, Alex, just on the Preston match, what's your prediction going to be for that one? Um, I think we've got enough quality to beat Preston, uh, at least in our first first 11. So I'm going to say we'll beat Preston uh, 2-0 or 2-1. Okay, take that. For, no. the, Swan- for the Swansea game, yeah. uh, can we just flip a coin? Is that <laughs> yes, allowed? Exactly. No, no. I don't, I don't Swansea, 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 don't, really? Swansea don't want to play the game either. Like, no, Swansea of... will beat us though. Come on, this is how it works, isn't it? With Swansea, it's, it's, you know, you know, yeah. Swansea, Swansea, uh, Swansea just hold that curse, don't they? But uh, I mean, neither team, neither club really wants to play this game, do they? Like, just can't can't they just let the EFL know that we, you know, we'll just draw the name out of a hat and whoever wins yeah. wins. I'm sure that, yeah, one way of uh, making good friends with the EFL right now, just <laughs> forfeit matches. Uh, yeah, it would be good. Uh, your prediction for the Preston match then, Matt? Preston, I think, I think 2-1. I think we can, like Alex says, I think I think we've got enough quality in that starting 11 to, to beat Preston. And I think, like I say, I think that, that game is one that they've got to be looking at to, to, to try and take some early points because, um, yeah, they're not in a good state like us so it's like that they, they'll be thinking the same against us that being said but coming off a 4-1 opening day loss to to hold you know we we got to be looking to we got to be looking to win that i think we will 2-1 yeah i'm gonna go for a 2-1 win as well we do look like we might score goals and i'm gonna go for us to do that and i'm gonna go for femi aziz to get his first goal be interesting to see what he's like in front of goal because this whole round play looks good but what's he going to be like when he gets genuine chances to score? I hope he looks great. I really do. That's what I want. I want us to find a 20-goal striker who's got pace and can hold the ball up. But, yeah, yesterday we lost. It's not a disaster. It's the first day of the season. We also lost in the 106 season. You know what's happening. It's 107. So thanks a lot for listening. And we'll be back with the preview show with Matt Williamson hosting it for Friday. And I'll be back hosting the one post-match up. Uh, Three points against Preston. I'm dreading that, saying that already. Cheers.